Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Dragon's Den's first campaign, A Race for Freedom. I am your host with the most, the DM, the Dungeon Daddy Master, the uh, Righteous Big Man, Tyler, and along with me are our gang of prisoners played by uh, the following people. And whoever would like to go first can go first. I'm Jake. I'm Josh, and I'm playing Kelbricks. I'm Matt, and I'm playing Erlen. And I'm Brad, and I'm playing Bond. All right. So, picking up where we left off, the... I actually, I wrote it like it's a... Like it's an opening from a TV show. Hold on. Last time in The Race for Freedom. Our gang of prisoners have successfully eliminated the scum of Marshdeep that was Morath and Runt's Uncle Adam. Before they killed Morath, however, he was able to give the group some very important information on how to acquire a ship. The town of New Wrench City, which holds the best shipmaker in Brentwater. Randy Newman. Runt has memories of meeting up with Uncle Randy and Morath, and has become the leader of the group leading them toward New Wrench Town. That's right, the gang has put their trust in a seven-year-old child they just rescued from a cage in a basement to get them to continue on their quest. On their way out of the city of Marshdeep, Ixum befriends Porky Pockets. How you doing? The traveling salesman convinces him to be at their beck and call when they have things to sell. Passing some griffins, the team has made their way to the entrance of the next city. How was that? Was that cool? Was that, did I sound like an announcer? You're good, man. <laughs> that was great. That was good. I buy it. Fucking tight. Okay. Um, so I recognize that I have not been building maps or like uh, designs of towns. So I have built descriptions for where we are uh, instead. Um, so, the town that you walk up to, because at this point you guys pass everything and you guys are at the front gate, ready to walk in, and you look up at the sign, and it says, Moldred Town. I had to do some retconning, because I said New Wrench Town. However, looking at the map, New Wrench Town is on the other side of the island. So, putting your faith in a seven-year-old child, you ended up in the wrong town. However, Rump being as excited as she is, begins running into the town. This town, Muldred, is a very small town, has about, compared to, I'm sorry, small compared to Marshdeep. It's got about 300 people, uh, it's newly established. You see that uh, there's a lot of construction going on uh, on homes and buildings. Uh, all the roads are made of uh, it's a more dirt pathway and gravel. Um, you smell is the smell that you guys smell is uh, fresh wood and alcohol, like fresh cut wood and alcohol. Um, and as you guys walk in, you notice that a lot of the houses look. Uh, semi-similar uh, and there is a town board 
to your uh, right. You see that the town board does have um, posts up and they have uh, a couple of stables uh, that are meant for travelers to put horses in. Um, this town is very uh, very quiet. So is this town board basically just like the only structure of note within this whole little entryway that we're walking into or are there other like general stores or anything like that? So if you look there is uh, a couple of homes uh, one of them to your left uh, which is like the first building has uh, a board in front of it uh, and it it is called the Boar's Head Pub, and in the front of it is a giant uh, figure of a boar's head mounted on the, like right in the middle of the, the wall. And the town board is uh, about a house down um, to your right. And then uh, you also recognize that there is a general store um, right, right beneath it. Um, and then a, another store that is two houses down on the right. All right. Uh, Ixum kind of turns to his, his companions here and says, uh, so uh, I'm thinking we go see what the general store has to offer. Uh, it looks like we are not in New Wrenchtown, uh, so perhaps maybe get some directions from some of the local flavor. Didn't we just leave a general store? Why are we going back to another one? <laughs> because I like shopping. What do you want from me? I'm a bard. I like the fancy things in life. If we were out in the wilderness, you would you would starve, I swear. No, I wouldn't. Yep. I'd have you with me. <laughs> I just imagine bon like on like Beffrey just looking at everybody and just doing the uh the uh, mean girls thing where it's like get in bitch we're going shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's what I think about. <laughs> well, you know, if somebody had to speak to Anwil, I'm sure that that's what Beffrey would be saying to us. Um, <laughs> but no, if you want to, uh, if you want to just go straight to the Boar's Head Pub, we could do that and try and get some information there. That sounds good. I'm just not sure why we're staying here. We're in the wrong town. Well, because I think we need directions first, um, beyond what perhaps Runt... Also, where did Runt go? <laughs> Ixum yeah, looks around Runt, for the girl. Is Runt with us, or did she just, like, speed on ahead? You see Runt is uh, staring at the town board uh, with eager eyes. Okay, okay. Uh, then Ixum will kind of stroll up next to Runt and kind of see what she's looking at. Okay. I think I think the first thing that we need to uh, <clears throat> to buy from the store is sort of a leash for Runt. She seems to have just kind of dragged us here. <laughs> well, quick quick party huddle, just the four of us, not Runt. She doesn't count yet. Do do we want to keep her? She seems um, ill informed. She seems to have grown up here, but not know exactly where Wrenchtown is. Even I can read a map better than that. I think I think she might have her uses, but. She should not be our navigator. No, she she is a murderous little psychopath, though, which I appreciate, but only if we can rein her in. You mm -hmm. know what? I've, we need to go to the general store for a leash immediately. Good call, Bond. Yes. 
<laughs> Thank you. So we head towards the general store, unless somebody else has something to comment on? No, I think we're good to go to the general store. Yep, for sure. The general store is uh, named Greetings Travelers. No leash. Mm. <laughs> I mean, really, we could probably make one. It's just a bit of leather with a collar. And we have rope. We could also ask the shopkeep. Maybe he has something in the back. You think he's got a weird kink? Yeah, he looks kind of... Well, I don't know, maybe... But what does what this, uh, this shopkeep look like? The shopkeeper is um, kind of like a, a larger, uh, shorter man. He's uh, walking around and he has uh, a lot of chewing tobacco kind of like in his in his cheek. Um, what race is he? Uh, he's going to be a gnome. So he's wearing, he's also wearing um, like just a big button up flannel. He's trying to blend in well with the commoners. Um, bald head, uh, beard. Um, the beard is like a, like an ash gray color. Kind of coarse. A kinky bald gnome, you say? That's what I heard. Well, I wouldn't know anything about kinky, but a gnome nonetheless, that, that is I. What can I do you ge find gentlemen for and the thing that looks like a, a person with, I can see through, I think. We're looking for a map. I could get you a cloak. That might be a good call. Yeah, I, I seem to be troubling to nearly everyone we meet. <laughs> it's becoming... Yeah. Well, I mean, like, let's, let's find you something to wear over top of your face. I'm becoming self-conscious, to be to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a cloak, good sir? It doesn't seem to be listed among your goods. Mm. No, no, I, um... I had a cloak, but... Uh, well... I don't know if you could see in the... the the town board, I put up a notice that there was some things that were uh, taken from me. Um, was it 90% of your goods? It was, actually. They they did... The, a, a horde of hobgoblins came through the town and um, took the majority of my, my goods um, and my my fucking clothes to be quite honest with you you see the clothes on him don't like fit properly he's like these are my wife's clothes and i, I ah we... so you were right about the kinky then mm, yes mm. I, look, I look down and run are the clothes uh baggy or tight on his body baggy so mm. does your wife have giant knockers or well, what's the deal here? You're, you're kind of a portly man, from what I understand. So why are the clothes so loose-fitting? Oh, wife... you can't ask that. But I'm I am not... curious, nonetheless. Between you and me? Man to man? She's fat. Uh, no, no, I, I wouldn't say that. She, um... Well, no, you're her husband. I'm saying it for you. She's fat. We know. Don't be ashamed. No, no, it's, again, that's not what I'm saying. You know, it's just... She is, uh... Is yes or no? No, she is. She's fat. Okay. 
Nothing to be ashamed of. No, I know. It's... I don't like... I feel like that... Saying that is more of a... It's like, you know... Saying well, that you look like a turtle when you clearly look like a lizard. Neither of those things are true. Uh, no, I was curious if you were married to perhaps a human or someone of a larger stature than a gnome. Or oh, yeah. Fat. Yeah, but no, you just she's... your wife is fat, so... Yeah, but that doesn't mean that she can't be a, a normal person. She's... I mean, quite honestly, the defense of nature that you're taking about this question leads me to believe that maybe you have a problem with her being fat. I have but... no problem with, with her weight. I believe that, you know, I love women of all sizes. Um... You love women of all sizes? You're married, man. Not... <laughs> I loved women of all sizes, you know? I, I, I got around. This is beside the point. This is this is getting way all too right. out of hand. Sir, sir, let's get ourselves back on track. We're looking for two things. One, a leash, which you apparently do not have, and two, a map that would get us to a new wrench town. But, also a cloak and a home. Oh, yes. I, also a cloak and, and... I'm sorry, what was all this thing? Wait, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> but no yes we are looking for three things a cloak a leash and a map and it appears you do not have any of those things um so okay. unless, unless you know where we can procure something like that uh i think we will see ourselves out here well uh, almost i think there's one other thing we need to discuss correct Ixum? oh the boat no the hobgoblins Oh, the hobgoblins. Without me, where would you be? Probably so, living the life of luxury somewhere far, far away. Actually, probably. Um, so friendship is quite confusing. Who said anything about friendship? He's my minion. So, uh, about these hobgoblins, it's safe to say that they've uh, taken your entire shop's inventory, more or less, correct? Yes, you can you can say that. It's been a while since they've come through. I've no one has been here looking to take care of them. So, you know, well, I have really take care of them. But just to know, you know, what's yours and what's loot. What what exactly? What items were in the shop? Uh, let's see here. There was a couple of important items: uh, potions of healing. Um, I've had a couple of uh, some cooking equipment. Um, and a couple of bed rolls. Um, and luckily I was able to uh, reacquire some new bed rolls. Uh, however, you know, they seem to have uh, taken my, th my things. And again, this was a while ago. So it, it's a possibility that they, you know, they may or may not have it anymore. They may have used it. But one of them came in and looking very... He looked like he was living the la the lavish life, you know. He he came in. He took took my engagement ring, and I was looking to propose to my wife. I had to procure a, a new new ring, but you're in, you're, well, I'm sorry, your engagement ring. You're proposing to your already married wife. Well, no, I was I was planning on proposing to her with that engagement ring, but since they took it, I had to propose to her in a different way. It's so a quick turnaround here for marriage. Huh. So, is your wife single or not? No, she is my wife. Okay, will she be single soon? Kelbricks is I, not completely fascinated in the sexual nature uh, by fat gnomish women. 
I don't believe that she would be single soon. Um, what if an were to befall you? What would happen then? She would inherit my store and have to deal with the hobgoblins. And perhaps her new husband would own the store. You know, since you have um, such quite an interesting uh, an interest in my my wife, um, I do have to let you know that I don't believe that she's interested in um, anyone outside of the gnome the gnome uh, race. What led you to believe that Kelbrick would be interested in your wife? He's merely got a curiosity in your relationship. Uh, You know, I've had a bad run-in with some local folks where, you know, curiosity turns to uh, sexual desire. My my wife, though big-boned, is somebody that, you know, I do believe exudes uh, and is quite literally the definition of sex. Sir, I I assure you that that is not the case with this fine gentleman. If you guys are trying to fuck my wife, it is going to be very difficult for you. Sir, you've taken this to a whole nother level. We have not indicated anything that would resemble such remarks to be the appropriate recourse for such a comment. You're right. I I apologize. That's uh, bad-natured of me. You are all more than welcome. If you would like, I I have uh, some extra wanted posters. Um that give you a little bit more of a, of a generalization of to what's happening. Why don't you just tell us where to go? If that's the quickest way to do it, I'll take one. Yeah, we're, we're quite good at killing things, as it turns out. Yes, you seem like you're quite a, a, a group of folk that would be able to handle that such thing. Funny, if you... let's go. So impatient, looks over at Bond. You, naked man. I'll talk to you. I don't want to talk to the the, the, the guy who's being so aggressive. He, he, needless to say, the group of hobgoblins are in a camp on the outside of town. On the, the opposite side of town that you came in. I'm assuming that you came into the side where the Boar's Head pub is. Wait, are they in the opposite side of town, or are they outside of town? Both. They, they're... Again? On the outside of town or the opposite. Or is this a hobgoblin camp we're going to? There was... I, I was taken uh, advantage of... Whoa, hold on a minute. I was taken... Hold on, sorry. Hold on a <laughs> My store was overrun by about four or five hobgoblins. I'm not too sure how many are at their camp. I have not bothered to go there from what I was told. Uh, that there's a possibility of there being more. At what point, or at which point were you taken advantage of? I'd like to hear more about that. No, 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 no. It, it, what stays in the bedroom, what happens in the bedroom stays in the bedroom. You invited hobgoblins back to your bedroom? Does your wife No, help? no, no. This is, they didn't take advantage of me. They took advantage of, of my goods and my store. He goes, ah, Eric Kelbrick says, ah, your goods. And then he grabs his junk. Yes, quite literally. And then uh, you see the man, like, bend over. Luckily, though, they didn't get my family jewels. And then opens up a chest and you see, like, small, like, like a small emerald and a small sapphire gem. I lean back over to Bond and say, do, do you think those would look good on a crown? <laughs> I think so. Do we want to come back for those or take them now? Mm, I think we can take them later. How about how about I do this? If you come back with 
at least my bedrolls. I will, I will give you the gems, barred that you never come back into the store ever again. Uh, sounds good. You have literally dog shit to offer us. Uh, how much are these jewels worth? So each gem is worth approximately. All right, I have this crazy idea on how to get these jewels, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to work. But this is like video game logic to the max. <laughs> we buy the bedrolls from this guy and bring them back as like the bedrolls from his store and then take the jewels <laughs> <laughs> I mean it gives him what he wants and we get the jewels for nothing right I mean we can collect more money and buy new bedrolls if we need to we won't even need to the jewels are worth more than the bedrolls that's what I mean we can we will make a profit for nothing yeah I don't I'm think that's supposed to work, but that's Baldur's Gate logic right there. You steal from the merchant, you sell it back to him. <laughs> I haven't even tried to steal from the merchant because I'm too scared. It actually works in Baldur's Gate? I like... It, it does. does. Huh. I think it depends on what you steal, but yeah. Okay. Wait um, a second. So, coming back with the gems... Each, each gem, since they're small, and you could probably get about a solid 40 to 50 gold per per gem. Okay, how many gems are there? Just the two. Uh, you get to choose between which ones you like the most. They're, one of them is... Um, I was told it was a sapphire, but to be quite frank with you, it is almost more purplish toned. You probably want to get checked out. It could be an amethyst. So, getting back to the reward bit of this, it'd be like 50 gold is what you're offering us? Uh, yes. Okay. So split four ways, that's about 12 gold pieces a pop. Yeah, more or less. All right, let's go kill the hobgoblins, but I don't know if we even have to come back here. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you kill them they won't be in my store anymore so go wait outside because he's ready to go kill some mob goblins okay. uh, Ixum, I suppose we'll go join him he doesn't see anything in the store that he is particularly interested in go fuck him up yep, no, so, uh, when Ixum says he's not interested in anything he makes a big point to say there's nothing worth shit in this entire store Shopkeepers included. There is so much worth in my store. You don't please. To... No, you don't deserve to come into my store. Those are two different things. Wait, is this a store? I don't. I don't see anything that's worth buying. Oh well, look at the time. Yeah, We're closed. <laughs> you this might want to been... lock your doors, bud. That's you you might want to shut the hell up. Sorry, I'm sorry. That was aggressive. I shouldn't have yelled like that. How do you sell anything? Look at the town. It's We're new. We just got here. Oh, you're new? How long are you going to use that one? Well, and don't new places usually have, like, an abundance of, like, materials that they're needing for startup? It seems like you got here and only just barely made it. I feel like you guys are, are looking at this in a way that 
it's hurting my feelings. Okay, it's just it, you know it, what you know what you're right. It's 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 not worth our time. <laughs> okay, I Let's can't have <laughs> no. I uh, yeah. wait seriously. Did we get the flyer or not? I want to know where to go. Uh, okay. Yes, I the thought, flyer. Genuinely, did he give us the flyer already? Uh, no, he didn't. You get a poster handed to you. Who's Francis Truce? That was the shopkeeper. You never got oh, his name. Francis? No, I don't, I don't remember his name. It's because you guys didn't get it. <laughs> just... Oh, I think that guy's name was Francis. <laughs> Moving on. So I see these goblins are on the outskirts of town. So, so should we head out of town then to go find them? That would make sense to me. I think Let's so. Let's hit it. All, All right. right. Here's one quick scan over the crowd to see if Runt is like within shouting distance. Runt shows up behind you. Well, I didn't say anything yet, but uh, you're, you're pretty sneaky there for a, for a little one. Thank you. Yeah, no, I just... I wanted to show you guys these. And she shows you two more wanted posters. The first one being that a bartender is seeking help due to fearful basement noises at nighttime. The local pub has muffled noises and grunts coming from basement. Uh, no signs of vermin suspected larger night crawlers, uh, which is at the Boarshead pub. And you must speak with Laura Newman to discuss further. Hey everyone. I wanted to take a quick moment from the podcast to shamelessly plug our Patreon. If you're enjoying the show so far, you want to hear it ad-free once ads come on, such as this, and you want to catch episodes a day early, along with other Patreon-only content, such as assets from the most recently launched episode, mini-campaigns, and one-shots, then make sure to head on over to patreon.com forward slash Dragon's Den podcast, where we're currently offering the first 50 members who join for $5 a month access to a legacy tier that gives you all current and future benefits from all soon-to-come tiers. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash Dragon's Den podcast. Now, back to the episode. The wanted poster, the last one, is that there were bandits that have ransacked and taking, taken over a local store. The Utility Depot, also known as shields and such was taken over shields by bandits and such? yeah that was the that's the store's name okay hell yeah um, the store owner was able to make it out alive however he is fearful of going back in you would need to talk to Raul Perth at the Boar's Head pub to uh, figure out more about what's going on why is it hyphenated I don't know are we curious enough to go find out, or should we just go do these hobgoblins? I like those them hobgoblins. They can deal with their, their noises at night. I mean, if they're that scared of the nighttime, then, well... Well, they're... somebody's parent will check under the covers for them, I'm sure. And also, the last thing that you see that Runt was a little reluctant to give you guys, because she was trying to learn how to read it, was an article about... The terrible truth of Morath Bluntbottom and the trafficking ring from Marsh Deep. Nice. <laughs> and I will I would read it out loud 
but I'm going to be putting this on our Patreon, and you can check it out there if you want to. Patreon.com forward slash Dragon's Den Podcast. Um, so. All right, let's go kill some hobgoblins. And then I take the wanted posters that Runt brought, and I just, like, stick them in my back pocket. Okay. Okay. So, as you guys are walking out of town, you come across the camp. The camp, if you guys are still assuming you're going to the Hobgoblin camp. I think so. Okay. So, you guys go to the camp, and you see that there are... I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to roll for how many Hobgoblins are there. All right. So, in total, there are five Hobgoblins and one Hobgoblin captain. So we're not close to these guys. Um, what direction are we coming from? So you're coming from the middle section of uh, the bottom half of the map. Um, I would say that if you want good cover to like not like be seen, but still be close enough to see what's going on, you could probably hide behind the bushes that are near the, the pond. All right, so the range of my longbow is 150. So I could hit them from like down here. Yeah, I didn't want to make the map too, too big. Um, <laughs> well, if there's not cover, I feel like I'm going to want to shoot them from, like, not maybe max range, but at least, you know, 80 to 100 feet. I would agree. My range is pretty similar, actually. I mean, it's not 150, but, I mean, I can hit from pretty far. I've got 120. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, there's really no reason for us to go anywhere on this map. We can just light them up from distance. Yeah, and okay. we won't be too far away because we don't want them to just like step backwards out of our range. But I definitely yeah. think us hitting them from like back here would be good. So, could you throw another map on here? Do you know how to do that? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, you guys are figuring that out. I have a quick question. So, like, if like we were to like want to go into a combat round and we can all hit them from range can we all take like a surprise like attack action before they can react so the way i would do it entirely you're more than welcome to do it however you want mm-hmm. i would um have everyone roll a stealth check and then roll perception and anybody who beats their perception uh mm. get a surprise round action yeah it's essentially stealth versus perception right that's that's how I would do it, but you're more than welcome to do whatever you prefer. So yeah, you guys approach the camp. If you want, I will uh roll perception for the hobgoblins. Is and then you guys can roll stealth if you'd like. Uh do so we can do it that way. And again, Tyler, this is entirely up to you. Or we could do it yeah. against their passive perception. I'm looking up at their Stat blocks. I don't see passive perception on here. Oh, there it is. No, I see it now. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We could do it that way. That'll be easier for me. All right. So we're all rolling stealth? Yeah. Whoever wants to be stealthy can roll stealth. If you guys roll it as a group, I'll say uh, if the majority of you uh, roll and succeed, uh, then you all will have uh, gained stealth for a surprise attack. All right. I got a 20. I got a 7. So. I got a 15 at disadvantage. I got Me? 22. Bont, uh, you will just have a regular attack then? 
and then everybody else can get a surprise surprise action. Works for me. Okay. Um, let's also roll for initiative here while we're while we're like discussing logistic stuff. Um, that way we can get going when it's time to get going. All right. I got a 14. 14. Okay. I got a 17. I got a 19. Runt got an 18. Erlen, what'd you get for initiative? I'm working on it. Hold on. I also have my own initiative tracker too, uh, because the I get a seventeen. Uh, Ixum, what'd you get? Nineteen. Nineteen. By the way, uh, did you know that you can check all the roles in Alp or in D and D Beyond? Jake, did you know you can add it to the initiative tracker in Albert? <laughs> I suppose I could do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody can actually add their own initiative, but I added everybody but uh, bots because I don't know who says. Still waiting on a response from Bont. What's your initiative? <laughs> oh no, sorry. I thought I didn't need one because I'm not doing the. Uh... Well, no, this is just for regular combat. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you see it now? Yep, I see it. Eighteen. Okay. All right, and. I think I'm going to not tell you guys what the enemies get. Because I think it gives a sense of surprise until the the combat starts. So, you guys appear, you see the hobgoblins. And we start off with surprise attacks. Let's just go in order of initiative uh, for the attacks then. So we would start off with Ixum. Uh, then Ixum is going to cast Firebolt. And he'll aim for that front guy here. Okay. All right. That's a 21 to hit. That will hit. Nice. That is eight damage. Okay, you uh, get this guy uh, bloodied, actually. So you hit him with the firebolt, and goes right through his back as he's out. You see him cross-legged on the ground, making a s'more um, with, like, a rat and two pieces of bread. And so I guess it's a sandwich. But regardless, you hit him, pierce him in the back, and it goes through. Uh, but it, luckily for him, it misses all vital organs, uh, and he's just sitting there with his arrow in his chest, like, Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know if that's what a hobgoblin would sound like, but that's what I'm going to go with. That yeah, seems fine. Alright. <laughs> Next up we have... Uh, I'm going to say Runt also failed a uh, surprise attack, because I did not roll for Runt, and... Runt is going through some character changes right now, so she's gonna lose some some will to to fight. 
so she's a little a little shy. So we're gonna skip over Runt and go to Erlen. All right. Well, with my lack of ranged weapons, I'm gonna dash up to there. Okay. Perfect. And that that is going to be it, I believe. Okay. And then uh, Kelbrix, what are we doing? All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm just gonna shoot the same guy that takes some shot with my first attack. Okay. I'm gonna get a 12. That will miss. Alright, then I'm gonna use my Dread Ambusher attack on the same guy. And I'm gonna get a 16. That is also gonna miss. Alright, that'll be it then. Alright. Nice Baldur's Gate 3 dice set, by the way. Tight. Thanks, man. Um, okay. So, with that, the enemies will notice that their one friend was shot in the back with an arrow and get up and uh, be ready to take on the Just assault. To be clear, I hit him with a firebolt spell. It's like a small fireball. Oh, why did I think it was a something different? Okay. Um, so does that have like Nope, it's addition? just a basic cantrip. Okay. Because I'm looking. Because from what I see is they don't have any. They don't have any. Uh, like they're not like susceptible to fire. Okay. Oh, you're talking about like just because the way that I explained it was not what it was he wouldn't have an arrow in his back right yeah my bad my, my bad <laughs> okay so instead of an arrow he just a has a, he just got hit with a fire thing there's no remnants of it, it okay yeah like a fire a fire okay spell. so he was he was lit on fire uh briefly and he still feels the impact of the heat so that's what we're gonna go with We're going to go back to the top of the order, then back to Ixum while we uh, get ready to fight. Alright. Uh, Ixum will chuck another Firebolt spell. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. That's going to miss. Alright, then Ixum will... He will move a little bit closer, but not too much closer. And then call it a day. Alright. So Bond's gonna move up to about Yeah, sure here. Um and he's gonna cast second level sleep. Um kinda like in the center of these guys. Um and this is like a twenty foot sphere. Um and I need to give you seventy-eight, is that right? Yes. What did you use? Uh, second level sleep. Oh, nice. And remind me again how this works. Like, so it's th like the total number of HP spread it's out. the remaining HP. It starts with the person who has the least amount of HP. Yeah, and I got a 31. Okay. So is it like 
everybody that has less than that number goes to sleep. Nope. So it's everyone. So you start with the lowest person. So let's say the lowest person has five health because I hit him with a fireball. So five of that 31 would go to him. That person would fall asleep. Let's just say for numbers sake, the next person has 20 HP. So five, five and 20 is still less than 31. So both of those would fall asleep. But the third one would also have 20 HP. So he would have more HP than the sleep spell would have remaining hit points. So he wouldn't be affected by the spell. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So he has eight. Uh, he got eight damage done to him. So he has... However much health left. Yeah. Okay. So the injured hobgoblin is asleep. And the... I'm going to go clockwise. So the hobgoblin to his left, right, Brad? Because the sphere that you... you hit was like yeah it's a 20 foot uh it hit everyone in the area is it radius or diameter it just says area so it's like diameter i guess so like five feet on either side but yeah i said i said in like the center so like yeah like that okay i think that's right yeah i think okay right. so this hobgoblin here the the injured one falls asleep the one to his left uh, will fall asleep and oh and I, I cast this from up here I'm not sure if my character moved or not but okay three out of the four of them successfully fall asleep oh damn this guy is the only one that is still awake nice so the rest of them falling asleep Peaceful snooze, the guy that is still awake set, looks at them all and is like, What are you doing? They're here! Okay, so Bont successfully puts three hobgoblins to sleep. The fourth one is uh, a little nervous now because he realizes that the other hobgoblins are uh, no longer awake. We will then turn it over to Runt. Runt, looking over at Kelbrick's you see her eyes get a little wide. And out of fear, she drops the daggers and runs. She's still going to fight, but she is terrified of killing somebody. Runt drops the daggers uh, and looks at Kelbricks as she's running like towards them and is like, I'll fight, but I don't think I can kill anybody anymore. And she's going up there, and that's how she's going to end her turn is by getting up next to Bond. So it's then going to be Erlen's turn. All right, I'm gonna dash again. I'll end up right there, and that be it. And by right there, I mean between the the captain and his other guy. Hello. You're good. Okay. I didn't hear anything. I'm muted. Oh my god, my mic is muted. My bad. It's. I, what I said to you was, okay, cool. And it's uh, now to Kelbricks. All right. I'm gonna shoot again with my bow. Gonna get a 19. That will hit. And do 10 damage to the guy that's awake. Alright. You do 10 damage, he is on death's door. Alright, that's it. Alright. And now the enemies will go. And the hobgoblin that is uh, by 
Erlen. He's going to be taking two attacks, one from the captain and one from the hobgoblin. And the hobgoblin rolls fucking dog shit. Um, he rolls a nine. Nope, not going to do it. Okay. Uh, Twelve isn't going to do it either, right? Nope. Okay, perfect. Okay, so he swings with his uh, long sword and he misses. The Hobgoblin Captain is then going to use an action to uh, use leadership. And he's going to say, Kill him. And the goblin is going to uh, add a d4 to his uh, roll, his attack roll. And so he has now tried to hit you with the 14. I think he's still going to miss. Yep, still going to miss. Okay, that is going to be it for its attacks on Erlen. The hobgoblin that is injured is going to take out his longbow and is going to try to shoot... Uh, Kelbricks, because he's pissed off that Kelbricks shot at him. Although, although I'm sorry, can you know uh, a character that's awake like wake up a sleeping character? Like, is that like does the sleep spell allow for that to happen? Yeah, it would. Yeah, but... it takes an action, I believe. Right, that's probably how I would do it. Um. Okay. I am going to wake... This goblin's going to wake up the goblin that is behind him <gasps> as his action. And that is going to be it for the monsters. So we are nice. back to Ixum. Alright, Ixum will step up here. And he will cast a first level sleep spell. God damn it. <laughs> God damn you. Uh, so let's see. That's only 5d8, though. Let's give her a roll. Medium 18. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Are you shooting at the other two people that are? Uh, I'm shooting at, at these these this group here. Yes. Okay. All of a sudden, their their eyes get really heavy, and they're like, oh, "Maybe it's not worth it. I should just, I should just join my my siblings." And they both fall asleep. Nice. So the other one gets all pissed off. Why, why the fuck did you wake me up? Rolls over, <laughs> falls back to bed. All right, and then that'll do it for my turn. Guess what's coming? No. <laughs> uh. Oh wait, can I actually? Is there a way to cast sleep over here without getting Erlen? Probably not. I don't. I wouldn't think so. Mm. Kind of up to discretion, but in theory, you could do it since I'd be in a circle. Yeah, I was saying like it could be a circle like this kind oh, of. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah you could have you could throw a circle that like isn't hitting him, but is like just covering the two hobgoblins. 
Yeah. But that's kind of janky, so it'd be up to DM discretion, probably. Um, if you can, uh, if I can draw a circle that allows that to happen. What, uh, would a good rule be, like, if, like, more than, like, 50% of their square can be covered? Because I think that yeah. that's not possible. I think it might not be possible. I yeah. Think that, that would be about as good as you can get without hitting Erlen. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing, right? Like, you can't hit Erlen. Erlen, how much health do you have? 28. Do we think that he has more than the Hobgoblin? Yeah, the Hobgoblins have more than 28, because this, well, at least probably. Do we know how much the first Hobgoblin had when I slept I mean, them initially? I mean, 10 was Death's Door, so I'm pretty sure he's got less than 28. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll target the Hobgoblin first, and then I don't know how much health the Captain has, but... I mean, do right. you think he's going to roll higher than, like, say, t like 15 plus 28... Like you're not gonna roll higher than a like forty something. No, so there's like if... there's like no way. But that that's actually a good question of like, is it even worth casting sleep? Because like that um... it would target the hobgoblin for. Well, here's here's why it might be like a good idea. You would put the one hobgoblin to sleep, and you probably won't put Erlen to sleep because you probably won't won't roll high enough to match his twenty eight. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna waste my level two spells because it's early and it seems like fun. So we're gonna level two sleep again and maybe get. Uh, why love, big why boy. level two sleep? Um, for the chance of um, sleeping. Uh, big I, guy. I see what you're saying. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's like a small chance to sleep both of them. Oh god! So you, you level two sleep? Holy shit! I did, four, yeah, 45. Okay. And did you do it in this circle where it's like covering the two hobgoblins or did you put it like over everybody? Um, Are we saying oh, we can do it where we only do it over the two hobgoblins? Yeah, preferably it's only over the two hobgoblins if that's possible. I thought that's what would, we said it was. Yeah, I would say so because if you look where that circle is, it's still covering half, like I think this is half of the hobgoblin and mm -hmm. the captain. If you squint really hard, you can you can make out fifty. Hey man, if if you allow it, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> it. Uh, so yeah, uh, forty-five is a really big number. So the first hobgoblin, uh, very quickly just collapses, and the second hob hobgoblin captain looks over at Bont because he can sense it and goes, "I just woke up from a twelve-hour nap. That's not gonna put me to sleep. Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Damn it. I thought and I rolled so well. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm also going to take a move action. Um, just like here. Um, but that's it for me. Okay. So Runt is going to continue running up. And she is not really too sure what to do with herself, so she looks over at Bond and she goes, What do I do? There's a lot of them. Um, oh wait, sorry. Are you like looking for direction? Yeah. Yeah, Run, Run doesn't know what to do anymore. Mm. 
I want I want run to uh run up and stab the big guy. Actually, can can run make it to the big guy? Not in this turn, but her turn was getting like up to where she is now, which is like just around the pond. Um, and you, um, she's just asking for for help on on what to do next. Uh, she has like extra like knives, right? Or extra daggers. I, I tell her I tell her to throw her extra daggers at at the big bad guy. Okay. Try to stab him. So that is what she will do. She she has the two extra daggers that that uh, Bot had, and so she will throw them. Wait, that's probably like really shitty though, right? Because like. Throwing weapons is like <laughs> she's probably not like proficient in that or whatever. It's gonna do nothing. Daggers are a thrown weapon though. Oh, they are. Is it like a? Okay. 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 So maybe maybe that was good instruction. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, let me see what we roll here. It'd be dexterity. Flash to wait. Would it be strength? I was like thinking it was strength for some reason. No. Yeah, it's a finesse weapon. Yeah. Uh. Is there a certain way to make it so that it's like do I, do I just roll a regular like hit like a, like a regular d20 for a thrown dagger? I don't think I've ever thrown. I mean, it's before. it's an attack, so I would say yes. Right. Okay. So if you so... see, if you click on the dagger. Uh huh. Under properties, it has finesse, which means you use dexterity, and throne, which means that I I actually don't 100% know what throne means. If Josh, if you want to jump in, I think it means that you can throw the weapon. You don't need like like it's not an improvised weapon. It's like meant to be thrown. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if you're like to hit roll is sufficiently bad. You should roll to hit Erlen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, no, That'd she be like a one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did, uh, in fact, uh, miss, um, because you now see that she has tears in her eyes. She goes to throw, and she misses the dagger. It drops about forty-five feet away from her. Uh, it yeah. doesn't make the full sixty. Uh, and then she uses her bonus action uh, because she doesn't want to disappoint her her gelatinous friend goes to throw the other dagger and uh, she will actually hit with that one and the damage done is two so she does two damage to the hobgoblin captain oh nice and the captain looks at the child and says good throw he takes it out and he puts it in his pocket thank you thanks for this um because it is it, I'll say that's still like sticking in his chest we'll move to Erlen because he can't do anything with that yet so Erlen you see that there is a dagger in the uh Hobgoblin captain's body, and the other hobgoblin is 
right o down to bed. I hit the cat with the gold sword. Okay. Uh, twelve's probably not gonna do it. It is not gonna do it. Sick. Cool. Um. Yeah, that's it. I can't really cast anything. Anything useful. Okay. So, yep, that's it. Alright. Then we go to Kelbricks. I'm gonna take aim at the last remaining awake person. And just for shit, I'm gonna move over here. To the right. Okay. And I got a 14. That is going to miss. That'll be it. All right. Kelbrick shoots his longbow and the arrow whizzes by the hobgoblin captain and it stabs the pork that is uh, just finished roasting over the fire. And now we are on to the hobgoblins. So, the five hobgoblins that are asleep uh, are still currently asleep. Did it, I forgot. There's a time on it, right? How long are they asleep for? It's a while. It's a minute. minute. Okay. What uh, is a minute? Like, is that like five or six turns? That's right? ten turns. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I just want to keep a tracker on it going. Uh, I don't think that it'll ever end up being like that long, but in the inevitability that it does. And the hobgoblin captain will then look over at Erlen and after he takes the dagger out of his chest, puts it in his pocket, looks over at Erlin, is interested in what is going on, uh, why Erlin swung and missed at him, and he's like, you can't even hit a standing target, that's embarrassing. So he's going to roll to attack Erlin with his great sword. shit roll uh, he's going to miss his first one and he's going to use a multi attack so he's going to swing again and he is going to uh, swing and try to hit you with an 18 that hits alright so Erlin is going to take 10 damage uh, 12 damage I'm sorry um, That's a shit ton. <laughs> yep, sure is. And that is going to be the Hobgoblin's turn. He looks at you and is like, <laughs> Look at you, can't even handle a swing. You look like you're about to die already. I mean, to be fair, he's not injured yet, but no, you shut the fuck up back there. He is, he he looks, he is hurt. He is hurt from what I just did. And that is going to be the enemy's turn. Top of the order, back to Ixum. Right. Uh, Ixum is going to go in with a fire bolt attack. Okay. And that will be a solid 10 spot right there. I'm assuming that's right. probably not going to hit. That is going to miss. 
Uh, and then X will just move a little bit closer. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, X will move up to here. Call it a day. Okay. And the firebolt misses, and it lights the fire back underneath the pig, and the hobgoblin captain looks over at Ixum and is like, What are you doing? Stop! It was a perfect, perfect crisp! And that is going to do it for Ixum over to Bont. All right. Um... Yeah, I think Bond's just going to cast... I can't make it, like, super far in this turn, can I? Actually, I don't know, I guess I can. There. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay back a little bit, and I'm gonna just cast, uh... Firebolt on him. Um... Ooh, I don't think I hit, actually. Tend to hit. No, you also miss. Yeah. You are now burning the pork roast that is behind the captain. <laughs> and let's see. Is that going to do it for you? Yeah, that's that's going to do it for me. Okay. So Runt is going to run up. Run up there. And to not do much of anything. Um, she's going to you know, yell out and just kind of scream a little bit as a young child would um, who is unsure of what she wants to do. Because she is scared. And that is going to do it for Runt. So we're going to go back to Erlen who is in need of some help. Oh, you got fucking kidding me. So I swung my greatsword and missed. Again. Um, I'm going to give you inspiration because you got hit hard enough to see the... Feel a bit of vengeance. Yeah, feel just a little bit of, of uh, frustration with, with how you previously swung. So we're going to we're gonna give you a little bit of inspiration on that one. I appreciate that. Uh, natural 20, so 25. Hell yeah! yeah critical. That All is right. going to hit for sure. And the damage is 16. Holy shit. Okay. With the crit? Yeah. Nice. Yeep, 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 yeep. Good hit, man. Yeah, that was solid. I feel like we kind of needed that. <laughs> And then I, I do believe I have a bonus action still. Okay. So I'm going to second wind. So I'm going to roll a d10 and add While you're doing that, I will say that the uh, Hobgoblin Captain uh, is officially injured. <gasps> And I get 11 HP back. Nice. Let's go. You're only missing right. one. Uh, yeah, I'm down one HP now. Yeah, I think I think you'll live. I think you'll live. I, I, I think so, too. 
We'll see, though. <laughs> the ca captain gets sliced across the chest. Chainmail starts to rattle a little bit. You see blood coming out. The hobgoblin looks down, looks up, and smiles at you. He's like, I haven't felt this kind of a rush in such a long time. I don't even need these fools. And points over to the goblins. And that is going to take it over to Bond. Oh, um, nope. Sorry, Kelbricks. All right. You said he's uh, the captain's injured? Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm just going to shoot my arrow at the captain then. Okay. Going to get a 10. So that'll be it. All right. Yeah, that is going to miss. Alrighty, and now it is the Hobgoblin Captain's turn. The Hobgoblin Captain is going to look over uh, at Erlen, and because of all the excitement that he felt with that rush of a slice to the chest, uh, he is going to try and attack Erlen again. And he rolls a nat 1. So as he goes... He slices and he goes to hit you. He misses, and he slices right through the pork of the pig. And at this point, he's like, "This dinner's been ruined. What the hell?" And he takes uh, four psychic damage, and that is going to do it for the enemies. So is that me then? That is you. Back to top of the order. Well, since we now know that he's injured, uh, I'm going to bring back an oldie, but a goodie. And we'll do another sleep spell. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you guys are monsters. I'm still going to keep it at first level, so don't worry. There's probably a chance, maybe. Okay. Okay. Uh, that rolled pretty well. It's 26. Does he have 26 remaining HP? Let's find out. Is he uh, still with us in the world of the waking? <laughs> he falls asleep due to hunger, knowing that he will not be eating that roasted pig tonight. All right, so I think that's, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> you guys are such assholes. Putting all of them to sleep? Fuck. All right. <laughs> Uh, so Ixum noticing that the other four are probably uh, coming to the end of their, their sleepiness, um, will start uh, trying to restrain them and says, uh, gentlemen, does anyone have rope? Still don't have rope. Oh, I actually Wait, do. Not have I do. Oh, perfect. Come over here. Let's tie these guys up real quick. We can do them in one big circle like they do in all the cartoons, which are definitely things in this world. <laughs> Looney Tunes transcends realms. Yes, it does. So then we will uh, restrain all four of these with a rope and tie it around them so that they cannot uh, escape. Okay. Alrighty. So and they then... are restrained. I actually then... have two ropes on myself somehow. Oh, perfect. Do you want to go tie up the other two then? And I'll, I'll watch these four if you want to watch the others. We'll make sure there's no, uh, no Wrigley hobgoblins trying to... Get out yeah. of their bindings. That sounds good. Erlen, could I have a hand? Sure. And now I have zero ropes. All right. Well, we'll get them back after, of course. 
Oh no, I know. I'm just, I'm just inventory management, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, my vote is here. Do, uh, so when we were walking through uh, the town, did yes. we notice anything and like a guard station or any type of security or anyone watching people coming in and out of Baldred Town? Nope. Nope. It, it is uh, essentially completely guard free. All right, so there is no security here, so I don't know what you guys... I'm assuming these goblins are going to be starting to rouse a little bit. Um, so I turn to my party quickly and say, so I don't know what you guys are thinking, but um, I'm saying maybe we shake down these hobgoblins and try and get some compensation out of them for their lives. Uh, and then maybe if they pay us well enough, we can let them go. And if not, I... I'd probably just kill them because there's no prison system here. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking we could, um, well, I'd, I'd love to steal from them also. That sounds like a fantastic idea. But I, I'd really love to marshal them back to the town to face the um, the comeuppance of the townspeople, as it were. Uh, but with no, I mean, but the, the the townspeople probably can't even take on the goblins. Well, they're all uh, they're all tied up. I, I, meant, I meant more, you know, to be put in the stockades or... There are no in the streets. I mean, there's probably no uh, penal system yet created here for for you know no good goblins. So mm, I suppose that's true. Yeah, I think kill them is probably one option. We could take them back to town, and I would appreciate the the, the you know ironic justice, or maybe not ironic's not the right word, but the poetic justice of having the townspeople you know do what they will. Um, but then we'd have to carry them back, and I don't really feel like doing that. <laughs> kill them and take their stuff that's the cleanest we don't want them coming back later to find us this is true this is true it seems easiest but we could also you know try and talk to them first and you know maybe get maybe they've got other loot somewhere does anyone speak hobgoblin shit <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because i do not Neither do I. They, I think they mostly just speak goblin, but yes. I mean, they were tough talking us in combat. That's true. They they speak common. Ah, oh, they're learned. <laughs> so yeah, well, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and get that done then, eh? Okay. So, so at this point, are they kind of awake? The four that you restrained first are definitely. Uh, get it like like waking up right now um and i'll say by the time that you restrained the hobgoblin captain and the other hobgoblin that they are also definitely awake by now mostly because uh i'm assuming bomb being uh rich and famous and powerful and cool uh never really learned how to tie a knot <laughs> oh no of, of so, course that's why i asked for erlen's help i didn't right tie that. right okay <laughs> perfect so yes everybody is awake now and uh, the first thing that happens is the hobgoblin captain uh, tries to wriggle out uh, of the rope. Um, luckily, though, Erlen was uh, a, a very uh, boisterous paladin boy scout back in his uh, home area where he once lived when he was younger. And uh, the knots are pretty tight. But the goblin captain looks at everybody and begins to tell them all... Uh, to no longer speak the common tongue. Oh, I, I, I don't think that you know they. You, you don't need to speak so much as 
uh, listen unless you, you know, value your lives. The hobgoblin but, captain spits at Bont. Well, that's nice. I like when I tough talk and then they spit at you. It makes it really, really nice. Um, but no, would you gentlemen be interested in perhaps trying to save your measly lives by telling us where uh, perhaps a, a second stash of gold is or uh, maybe something of value that we could use in our, our upcoming adventures? To prove a point, to prove that we're willing to kill. I think we kill one of the hobgoblins. I think that's good. I, I think maybe the one over by the captain so he can see, you know, how, how you know, very skilled you are with the blade. Yeah. All right, Runt, get over here. Runt at this point is, like, on her knees collapsed and is, like, waiting to find people and looks over at Kelbricks and is, like, I, I don't know what's happening. I, I, I don't, I don't want to kill anybody right now. If you're going to be a pirate, you're going to have to kill people. Get over here right now. Okay, okay. She runs over and she's like, okay. All right. Here's your opportunity to redeem yourself. You were absolute dog shit in that fight back there. Why don't you show me what you can do? And I hand her a knife. Run. Shakely walks over to the hobgoblin captain and looks behind to look over at Kelbricks and is like, this one? Are you pointing at the captain? I, I'm sorry. Yeah, you... yeah, the captain. I'm sorry. No, not that one. The other one. Oh. Ron looks over at Erlen and is like, how, how do you kill people so easily? Practice. You stick them with the pointy end. But they did nothing wrong to me. They literally tried to kill you. What are you doing? <laughs> so, Runt at this point has the dagger, has all of her daggers back. and Except for the one that's in the Hobgoblin Captain's pocket. And starts to close, she closes her eyes and she starts to, to yell. Um, and she puts her one hand on the handle of the dagger and the other hand like behind the dagger, like pushing it in and she thrusts it into the Hobgoblin's chest. And uh, you see her that she takes it out and she does it like multiple times while she screams with her eyes closed, crying. Runt, are you having some kind of change of heart? You're looking a bit uh, worse for wear over there. You were a murderous bitch in the last one. What the fuck? Yeah, but I, back, back then it was it was somebody who ki who kidnapped me and, and, and tried to have children with a child and, and right, can, we get a, can we get a prisoner huddle over here real quick yeah 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 I think that's a good call uh yeah Runt uh you watch the prisoners um and uh I'll, I'll I'll listen and you guys talk I'll watch the other ones and make sure these guys don't escape don't Runt. don't stab anyone while we're over stiffens up straight wipes a tear from her face and she starts to salute all right, so in the huddle, not to run. Mm -hmm. uh, do we want to keep her around? She seems borderline useless and possibly detrimental. I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I think we get her. I think we can salvage this. I, I think we can. Um, uh, I think that uh, maybe I'll have a talk with her after, and I can try and show her that, you know, the people that we're killing, you know, 
they they are the same as the person that you know she she felt so angry about in the first one uh hey what Ixum, if you can convince her to not be total dog shit in the next fight in the next session i'm giving her literally one more chance she has one go to make me not want to ditch her all right i i am confident in my skills best of luck i'm not <laughs> calbricks you've never been this Come on, man. We've been through enough that you know I got this. I I believe you're going to do your best, and you're going to come up with some convoluted way to call this victory, and we're all going to be more miserable for it. <laughs> well, remember that time with old One Eye when I convinced him that his eye, that the guards had taken it, and that all he had to do was just go fight them for it. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious, and a lot of people died. Do you think yeah. that's the thing to happen in this situation with the child? If I can convince an eye of Grumps that his eye is somewhere in a prison, which is nowhere near where it was removed, I think I can convince a child to to go back to her killing ways. It can't be that hard. She's already done it once. Calbricks is seriously considering just killing these guys and being done with it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's almost not worth the conversation. I say we just dispose of them and take their shit. Sound good, boys? I'm down. death. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Do it. Okay, so you go through. I'm not gonna have you roll for any of this because it's a waste of time. And uh, you notice that the that one hobgoblin has. I'm gonna go through each of them because I didn't have them totaled up as as a group in terms of like what they had. So the first hobgoblin that was incapacitated. This this guy right here that's right next to to Ixum, uh, nineteen copper. The second hobgoblin we're gonna go clockwise in that group of four, so it's gonna go uh, one closest, one to the left, and then from the left to right. The left one had fourteen copper. The third one had nineteen copper. The one to the the one all the way to the right in that group had uh we're gonna say it had uh nine silver. The goblin next to runt is going to have a has 15 silver because obviously he's the favorite. He was next to the captain. And the captain is going to have um, on his body, you see that he's wearing a necklace and uh, a ring. And a cloak. The ring, if somebody wants to make uh, an arcana check for me, we're going to make it a DC of 10. Mm, I have plus one. Anyone have better? I have plus two. Trying to figure out what the ring does? Can we all just roll? Yeah. I got a 21. Okay. I got a 10. With a 21, you guys notice... Ten, 10 works too. Uh, the ring is, in fact, a ring of swimming. 
And what did the Ring of Swimming do exactly? Ring of Swimming basically uh, negates the effects of uh, movement in, while you swim. So uh, it gives you the ability to do, um, I think, 40 feet from movement in water. Oh. Um, and it is usually worth uh, quite a bit of money. Uh, but in this realm, due to the race, uh, Galen Goodfield has managed to uh, kind of create them in mass quantities, uh, therefore making them uh, less valuable. So what would be the market rate for a ring of swimming? The market rate for a ring of swimming is going to be uh, 100 gold. All right. Anything magical or... Uh, of note about the necklace? Uh, yes. That necklace is going to be uh, holding a luck stone on it. And a luck stone, you say? A luck stone. I think Ixum might be familiar with the luck stone, uh, but perhaps just confirm that his knowledge is correct, eh? Sure. So a luck stone is a stone that adds, I believe it's a plus one, to your uh, ability checks. I can give you more information. No, that's, that's, that, I think that aligns with, with, uh, with what Ixum certainly knew from his past travels. Of course. Um, uh, plus one to ability checks and saving throws. It is uh, the, uh, it is etched. The stone is etched in that of a cat. Right. A cat's head. Cool. Uh, then with the cloak, uh, Ixum takes a look at the cloak and then throws it over to Bont. Um, do we notice anything of particular note about the cloak, or is it just a regular cloak? Uh, Bont, make me a perception check. Yes, sir. Uh. Two. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to take... Uh, I'm just going to say, fuck it, yeah, you pass. Because this reminds you of a cloak that you had uh, seen in your world. This cloak is, in fact, a cloak of many... Uh... Oh, shit, hold on. That was, my... that was the old one that I wanted to do. Uh, that one is a cloak of... Uh useful items or i'm sorry a robe of useful items but we're gonna say it's a cloak robe uh oh there it is nice so this robe of useless of useful items has patches sewn into it on the inside of the the robe uh that has the following uh patches that will be able to summon the thing that the patch is uh representing uh so you get uh two daggers the ability to summon two daggers, uh, two bullseye lanterns, um, two steel mirrors, two ten-foot poles, a uh, hundred feet of coiled hempen rope, and two sacks. Along with patches that I uh, grabbed, which are, you get uh, the four potions of healing patch, so you can summon up to eight potions of healing. Because you get two patches per thing. 
you get a bag of 100 gold pieces. So you'd be able to summon 200 bags, or 200 gold. Um, you get a patch of two Mastiffs, which allow you to summon two Mastiff dogs uh, to fight with you, or do whatever with, I guess. And you get uh, the Pit Patch, which uh, when you put the patch on the floor uh, in front of you, it will create a 10 cubic foot pit. Do you happen to have a description of this item? I do. I say, do you want to just like send that out and we can take a look at it? Yeah, yeah I'm I... going to take a screenshot of it and kind of just send it to you that way. Yeah, and then we can go over more of the specifics, like like maybe on our own, and we can just kind of take a look at what the cloak will be able to do. Okay. Yeah, uh, I lied. I'm not going to screenshot it for you. I'm just going to throw it in Discord. Sweet. I, I say, could you, you could throw it in the the shared drive too if you wanted. Oh, I think true, it's yeah. actually. I think I actually found it. Like I, I added it to my inventory, and it's got like. I think I was actually kind of following along. It's got like, the same properties. Know. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. Doc, um, just so that I, you can we can add this stuff to it. So Bont, we'll give Bont the cloak so that he can hide his form as well as summon some cool shit. Uh, does anybody in particular want the ring of swimming? Or do we want to potentially sell it? I'll take it if nobody wants it. All right, all yours. Ixon tosses the ring over to Kelbrix. I immediately put it on. <laughs> you look so fucking fly. And then uh, we have this uh, necklace with a luck stone. It's going to help with saving throws. I feel like, uh, Erlen, you might have the uh, be the biggest target for incoming spells and damage, so how's about you take the necklace? Um, it matches your eyes. Ouch, I've made a compliment and got nothing in return. My feelings are, are forever scorned, um, but I, sh alas, shall relent and, and offer the necklace uh, still. <laughs> You just got the coldest shoulder. Holy it's shit. Okay. It's okay. I understand. Um, but so then that just relieves, or leaves us with the goal, or the uh, coinage, which is uh, 24 um, silver pieces. And if my math is correct, 40, 52, 52 copper. Yes. Um, so do you guys want to actually split up the silver and copper, or do you just want to put that into, like, party gold? And then we can, like, uh... I'm good with gold. You're good with what? Party gold. Alright, cool, because that can just be, like, our in and, like, rations cost kind of thing. Ready. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say we should take our 10-minute break here, because I think this is a good pausing point. Um, and then come back. Uh, we'll give you 12 minutes. We'll say 8 o'clock on the dot. We will uh, start back up and do our last hour. Hey everyone, it's your DM Tyler. I hope you enjoyed listening to Tales from the Dragon's Den's first campaign, A Race for Freedom. If you do, make sure to leave a review, rate us, subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube, and check out our socials at Dragon's Den Podcast everywhere other than X or Twitter where we're at Real Dragon's Den and TikTok at Dragon's Den Pod. 
If you want to support the podcast, you can over at patreon.com forward slash Dragon's Den podcast, where we upload episodes a day early. You get to see behind the scenes stuff and assets that were used in the latest episode and more. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. We will see you all next time in the Dragon's Den.